Shalom everybody and welcome back. Insights in the Parsha of the Week, Parshat Tetzaveh. And before we go on, if you enjoy these classes, please, please share them on your status, etc. <clears throat> in the Parsha, we go to the vestments of the Kohen Gadol piece by piece and the vestments of his sons and the inauguration sacrifices, right? Of the vestments is the Choshen. The Choshen, which is placed on the, it says, the Pasuk says clearly on the heart of Aaron. It's placed on the chest, but the specification mentioned in the Torah, Al-Libo, on his heart. Not in this week's parsha, but in parsha Shmot, Rashi says why Aaron merited the Choshen on the heart. It says there in parsha Shmot, where if you remember when, if you remember, Moshe Rabbeinu was complaining to Hashem, I don't want to go take someone else to be the leader, to take the Jews out of Egypt. Send whoever you're used to sending, which was Aharon. Aharon, Moshe's older brother, was already an acknowledged prophet in Egypt. He was known. He was a prophet already. So Hashem told Moshe, I want you to go, you specifically. And that you're worried, one of the reasons Moshe Rabbeinu was worried, of, of being, being a, a prophet to lead the Jews out of Egypt is that he was worried of taking greatness and honor over his older brother. So Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, you don't have anything to worry about that because that is the greatest, the greatness of Aaron. The verse says there, belibo. Not like you think Moshe Rabbeinu, when Aaron will see you coming back to Egypt to take the Jews out, he'll see you, belibo. he'll be happy, in his heart. So Rashi points out that from this acknowledgement of joy, even though he's my younger brother and I should feel some type of jealousy, you know, what is this? I'm older than him. I'm more experienced. And he's becoming uh, the, rede the redeemer of Am Yisrael. Nonetheless, Aaron said, even though he's my younger brother and I could and I should feel, could feel jealousy, I don't feel it. I'm happy for him because I'm, I know that he is fit and proper to do the job better than me and I acknowledge that. So Rashi points out that because of his joy, it was so sincere, which is so rare today, such a sincere joy, Hashem said he merited to the Choshen Mishpat. The Choshen, which was the breastplate, which had the 12 stones, right? Four rows of three stones each corresponding to the 12 tribes. And in fact, each stone, which was a different type of precious stone, different color, so it had engraved in it the names of the 12 tribes in total, plus Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, plus other words, and also the name of each stone also. Leshem, Yashve, Achlama, okay, Shevo, uh, Odem, Pitda, Bareket, all these, right, Nofech, Sapir v'yalom, v'shem shavavachlama, okay? So all these, all these names of the, were engraved in the 12 stones. So going back, Aharon merited to the breastplate with joy, because of his joy. So the question is, first of all, why, why does Rashi, quoting the sages, what's the connection between his joy and the breastplate, okay? So the heart, the joy was, it says, he was, he was a heart joyous in the heart, in the heart, so he murdered the breastplate. But what's the connection between joy in the heart of Aaron and the breastplate, which was on the, on the, on the chest, on the, on the heart of Aaron? What's the connection here? So we know that the breastplate, the, the Choshen Mishpat, had a flap inside. It was folded. 
it was it was knit knit in a, in one long piece and then folded like this and on on the outside part were the were the twelve stones inside the fold they put inside Hashem's holy name the ineffable holy name which can't be erased and that was put inside so that when the Kohen Gadol the high priest from the descendants of Aaron were asked by the the king or the prince the nasi or the chief prophet should we do this should we we do that so the 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 answer would come out lighting the the letters of the alphabet in the 12 tribes plus Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov plus other words the Rambam points out you had all the 22 letters of the alphabet on in total inside the 12 stones so the letters would shine spelling out words yes do this yes do that don't do this and it would give them clarity it was called Urim Tumim Vitumim Urim mean like or light and Tamim means clear simple and straightforward and complete in other words its answer was complete in our context the Urim Vitumim corresponds to or light mainly the big light of life which is the infinite light the Choshen Mishpat, shining for the Jewish people as a whole, what to do, is basically the idea that a Jew gains clarity in his life personally. Each individual gaining Orim Betumim in his personal life is the idea of, in other words, uh, the, the clarity in life is the idea of the Orim Betumim. When the infinite light of Hashem shines to a person such clarity, there's nothing greater than that. There's nothing greater in life when a person's doubts and you know his skeptics and his frustrations when they're all solved when everything is resolved that is the greatest joy of life so in some in, in a way getting cleared in life is like the orin bitumim shining the answer in the letters of the 12 12 stones okay to get to this infinite light rabbi nachman teaches liquidim Moran, lesson 24 the key is simcha simcha in the heart and eventually Simcha doing the mitzvot. The verse reads, King David says, Natata Simcha belibi. Hashem, you have placed joy in my heart. Showing that the place of Simcha, where it's activated, is in the heart. Okay, the Torah points this out in a few places. One of the famous places is in Parshat Vayetze, after Yaakov had his dream. And in the dream of the latter, Hashem promises Yaakov, I will protect you, and you will come back to this land, and you will be saved. So he was so confident from the dream and he made, a, he made an oath to Hashem, if you bring me back here, I will offer such and such and so and so. So he was so happy. The verse says that his legs, his heart lifted his legs. Yaakov was able to go fast back to, to Padan Aram to Lavan to eventually marry Rachel and Leah. And, the, and Rashi points out, Libo Nasait Raglav. His heart, from the joy that he had in his heart, it lifted up his legs so there were light in walking. In other words, momentum in life comes from the joy which is found in the heart. In our context, Aharon had such simcha in the role of, of his brother Moshe Rabbeinu in that he's going to be the one to take out the Jews, which is a mitzvah. To redeem the Jews from Egypt is Ahar, as Moshe Rabbeinu's personal mitzvah. He was so happy for him, so happy in this mitzvah that he earned from his joy which was such a rare joy, an older brother, you know, you're not jealous? No, I'm not jealous. That's rare. That's rare. Once Rabbi Nachman told Rav Nossin, when a person holds on to this, then there's like nothing greater. And Rav Nossin said, I thought, this is obvious. For sure I want every fellow Jew to succeed. But Rav Nossin says, as I grew older, I saw that it's not so easy. 
that a person as he gets older and he sees his failures and setbacks and he sees or younger people or people his age or people older than him that are succeeding and going so he becomes very jealous especially an older person towards younger people Rav Nosson points out this is all found in Sichot Aran, Rabbi Nachman's wisdom that the tendency of a person who's older and fell he sees young people starting he starts mocking them insulting them and trying to break their morale you're gonna fall like i fell you know just wait see what's waiting for you you think you're gonna hold on to your high level of devotion you'll see you're gonna go through what i went through and let's see you hold on then and and that's a natural tendency people have when they see someone else succeeding and Avlosin said wow so he saw that it's, it's it is a big thing that i should be happy for the other person's success it's not easy it's not easy i i that i work on my midot that I, I admit my, my failures and I also admit to the per, other person's his successes and his ability to do better than me what he's capable of doing. That's not easy. Most people have jealousy. So here Aaron had such simcha. The verse says, Right? And he'll see you, Moshe Rabbeinu, coming back to Egypt and he'll be happy in his heart. So he earned, he showed a high level of joy. I'm not jealous. I'm happy with my portion, who I am, and I'm happy for him also. And if what he does is better than me, great, I have something else to do in life. Why should I be jealous? We're two different people. I have a different mission. I'll be That's his job. And this is my job. I'm happy. I'm okay with it. Okay? This was the greatness of Aaron. He, Dafka, specifically, merited to become the high priest, the Kohen, and also to wear the Choshen Mishpat, which shone, and his descendants, Aaron and his descendants, because of him, that shone clarity, okay? So now, this is also a, mess, a message for all of us, that with Simcha, we gain Urim Betumim, we gain access to the infinite light, okay? Now, the, there were 12 stones. Why? Why? Why did the Choshen Mishpat, okay, with its job of showing clarity, why did it require 12 stones corresponding to the 12 tribes? Why was that specific? You already had the 12 tribes engraved on the two stones on the chest, on the, on the, on the shoulders. There was the two, the two longer stones, six tribes here, six tribes over here. Why again to put again the list of the 12 tribes, but this time in format of 12 stones? What's the idea? So Rav Nossin says amazingly how each of the 12 tribes represent a stepping stone connecting from joy to gaining access to the infinite light. I'll do my best off by heart to remember what I, what I can remember, but let's go through them. The first row on the breastplate had the first three sons, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Rav Nossin says Reuven was called Reuven because she said, Leah, Reu, look at the difference between my son who did who who didn't who uh, who willfully sold his birthright to Yosef, and my father-in-law's son Esav, my uncle, who willfully he he's in a he sold the birthright, but out of anger and he and he, he wanted to kill, yeah, he wanted to kill Yaakov. Whereas here Reuven had no jealousy; he wanted to save Yosef. Esav wanted to kill Yaakov. So Avnosin says the idea of Reuven and making the differentiation between Yosef and Yaakov. Uh, Yosef and Esav, sorry, is, is, that, is that a person goes into the exchange chamber of evil, which is representing of Esav, and is able to sift out something good. She said, look at my son. My son is not like Esav. He's better. 
And that means he's in the domain of Esav. He also sold his birthright. He also had his birthright taken away from him. But he loved Yosef. He, he, he also he disagreed to, with the brothers to kill Yosef. He was, he was in disagreement to that. So Rav Nosson says, Reuven's idea of going into the exchange chambers, which Rabbi Nachman mentions is a key how a person elevates joy to come to connect to the infinite light. So that's Reuven. Shimon, he says, refers to Kishama Hashem Kisenuani. She said, why, why, did, why did Leah call her son Shimon? She said, because Hashem heard that I'm hated. What do you mean, Senua? That everyone was mocking Leah. Ah, you're going to fall into the hands of, 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 uh, of, of Esav. You know, you know, you're never going to get married. All these type of things. She says, I was hated. Okay? And in the end, I got a son. If Hashem listened to me. So Rav says, who in society is normally hated? In Jewish society, who would he call someone who's hated? Someone who rebukes people. A rabbi who goes up the podium and he preaches and preaches. People hate him. People, hey, what is he telling me what to do, this guy? You know, let him go fly a kite. Let him, let him take care of himself. People don't like being rebuked and everything. But you need it. You can't just now, oh, let them do what they want. Desecrate Shabbat and everything. And I won't say anything. You can't do that. You have an obligation for the honor of Hashem to let people know that it's wrong. Okay? So a rebuker is hated. And in this lesson, Rabbi Nachman teaches that when a person does mitzvot besimcha, the mitzvah goes to wake up the whole world. So in waking up people, it's also faced with, you know, you know it's discomfort. When people tell you what to do, even though you know they're right, it hurts. It's not easy to get to, get to accept rebuke. It's easy to talk about, yes. But it's not easy to receive rebuke. So the person who rebukes is considered hated. You know, who's he to tell me what to do? But I know he's right. I know he's right what he's saying, but it hurts. I can't believe he stuck up and told me, you know, you're not correct and everything. So someone who rebukes to get people to wake up is hated. In our context, the mitzvah, wakes up people, causes an arousal of people to wake up. So they are, they are positively hearing rebuke, but they, it's hard for them to accept it. It's like bittersweet, okay? So that's Shimon. Levi, Levi is, Rabbi Nachman says in the lesson, that when Simcha is aroused and the mitzvah is aroused through doing it with Simcha, so this activates the blessings which are located in the hands. And who are the main people who give blessings in the hands? The priests, the Kohanim. Birkat Kohanim was of the hands, Right? Levi is the tribe that the Kohanim came from, okay? And the blessings are a result of Simcha, okay? Yehuda, Yehuda is one of the greatest formats of being joyous, which is Hoda'ah, giving thanks. She, he was called Yehuda because thanks was given, okay? So that's Yehuda. Yisachar, Yisachar is one who, the, the great Torah scholars, the greatest Torah scholars from the tribe of Yisachar. And there's no greater joy in the world, believe it or not, than learning Torah. The verse says clearly, Pekude Hashem Yesharim Mesam Chelev. The edicts of the Torah of Hashem are straightforward and they bring joy to the heart. So Torah study, okay? Zvulun, Zvulun is an amazing thing. Zvulun went out to make, to make a business, to, to bring in money to support Yisachar. So Zvulun had to face the working world which is a lot of klipot, a lot of evil forces. And in a sense, going out to work, person has to face the grind of the hechalatmur, the exchange chambers. And Zvulun, the verse says clearly, Smach Zvulun Betzetecha. Zvulun was so happy, because you, know, you know I'm going to work? I'm going to work in order to bring in money to support my brother Yisachar that he can learn Torah. He was happy. I have a part in his Torah. 
I'm doing the hard work, I'm going to the business world, and I have to deal, right, the stone connected to Zvun was called Yahalom. Yahalom is like diamonds. He's in the diamond business, the diamond exchange, the bursa, <laughs> okay, that's Zvulun. And yet, it's a, it's, a, it's a grind, it's difficult, it's like the exchange chambers of business, of money, making money, give and take, give and take, and there's a lot of sparks being transferred. Rabbi Nachman goes into this in detail, lesson 56 of the Kutim Moran, okay? There's a lot of, and also lesson 54, there's a lot of grind, there's a lot of grind and difficulty, and it requires work to, uh, to, to, to release, okay? So that's Zvulun. Then we have, I have to remember this carefully, one second, uh, We'll skip around because I remember the right exact order they are in the in the, the breastplate. Dan, yes, Dan. Dan is called Dan, which is Dinim. Dinim. Dinim is another term for sadness. When the, Rabbi Nachman says when there's sadness and depression, that's called Tokpa Dedina. Strict judgment. And Dan was able to lift out from the judgments to mitigate it through Simcha. That's why it was called Dan. That he successfully represents being able to go into the strict judgment mode and to come out of that. That's the idea of Dan. Okay? You have then um, Naftali. Naftali, he's called swift like a hind. Naftali ayal shlucha. That's the idea that when, a, like Yaakov, his heart lifted his legs and he was able to walk fast. So Naftali is the idea that the mitzvah causes momentum and speed like Naftali. Okay? God... God was called the warrior that was able to cut off the, the arms of the souls of the enemies with their head. In the blessing that Yaakov gave to the tribe of God, or Moshe, that was able to, to cut off the arm. That means he's able to rectify, like Levi. Levi is the blessing of the Kohanim. God was able to cut off the evil aspect of the hands in order for there to be the good aspect of the blessings of the hands due to doing the mitzvot with joy. Then you have Asher, which is what? Asher is Ashrenu. How fortunate are we? A person who is happy, there's giving thanks to Hashem, and there's a person appreciating it. The actual appreciate, there's giving thanks, Oda, which is Yehuda, and then there's Ashrenu, okay? Now, Yosef is the idea. This is a bit tricky. I have to remember how exactly it goes. Please forgive me. I remember off by heart everything. I did my best. <laughs> so, Yosef, I have to see where this is. Yosef. And Binyamin, Yosef Ishmael Tabrit. One second, let's see this. Hadjalut, Okay. Yosef, and we'll go into it eventually. Bezat Hashem. Alken, if Tarach of Rosh Hashanah. Techemet Yashalcheni. Here we go. Yeah, yes, okay. Yosef, Rav Nosen points out, is the idea of Hitlahavut. A person who has become so uh, covered up with dust because of his sadness and depression. A person, when he's down, it's as if he becomes heavy and covered up with dust. And the heart can't be mitlahev. So Yosef, Rav Nosen shows, is the idea of... Yosef is like tosef ruach, an addition, a new spirit of wind to help a person be revived. When a person is sad and depressed, he needs someone to come along and to, to blow off the afrurit, all the dust that's accumulated on the person's heart, not letting him to be happy and to be enthusiastic in his avodashim. That's the idea of Yosef, which is a key, a pre- prerequisite to coming to joy. Okay? The idea of the tzaddik, by the way. And Binyamin is the idea of the holy temple, because the Beit HaMikdash, the, the, the holy of holies and the Mizbeach, sorry, was in the place of Binyamin. Binyamin, 
right? It says that uh, he, he received the part that the, the Beit Hamikdash was in his part. That's why Yaakov cried on on his on on uh, Binyamin's neck twice. He cried twice on him because of the two temples that were destroyed in his part. And Binyamin cried once on Yosef because of the temple in Shiloh, which is a piece of Menashe and Ephraim's land. So Beit HaMikdash, what does it have to do? That's the main place of the revelation of the Urim Vitoim. The Kohen Gadol wears the vestments in the Holy Temple. I mean, that's the place where the infinite light shines its light for all Am Yisrael. So in the 12 stones, you have the 12 tribes. And all the 12 tribes represent pieces of the procedure, how to jump from Simcha to experiencing the infinite light. We should be Zoche on a personal level to work on activating all 12 tribes in our lives, which are the 12 months, and each person has access to all these 12 attributes and activities and advice that a person can do, representing all the 12 tribes, in order to activate the infinite light through being Bismcha. Shabbat Shalom.